0: Hello everybody, it's Brian Janikowski, Thursday, January the 31st, day before the new farm payrolls. I'm Christian Thwaites.
1: I'm Emily taken and, and let's get started with this week's market chat. Christian, so this week we had uh, a meeting of the FMOC, and um, you know, everyone was eagerly awaiting uh, this meeting because they wanted to see what the Fed's comments were in terms of uh, potential rate raises this year. Now, we had some um, kind of accommodating language from the Fed, um, the key word being patience. Um, and so what does the Fed's comments and that their outlook mean for equity markets and also bond markets?
0: Yeah, I think that was the key word. And we'd had some uh, forward information on this because we had a number of speeches, including from a usually very hawkish member of the of the Fed, Esther George from Kansas, a few weeks ago, who was saying that it may be time for the Fed to stop, halt, uh, and and review where they are in the in the tightening cycle. So, no one was really expecting any changes um, to 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 the to the rate increase to to the rates, you know, an increase. Um, but what was surprising was this language that they're going to be very patient about about putting any further rate increases into the mix. So uh, it seems like they're stepping back, you know, looking at the data. They are always said they're data dependent, very, con- very consistent on that. But this one seems to be more that they're, they're going to hang around until they see a, a reason to increase rates. So that was... Um, or while the no, the market wasn't really expecting anything, this was a little bit more dovish than people expected and um, it's interesting because a lot of the conditions that they're talking about now existed a month ago. Uh, still, we've got the trade problems, still have the, you know, just, just finished the government shutdown but it was going on a month ago. You know, economic numbers, some of the headline numbers rolling over a little bit. All of those are the same as they were uh, a month ago but they're a month older. So I think um, I, I think, the, you know, with the with the Fed putting in that language, it was sort of off to the races and the stock market was was, was very strong the last couple of days. Uh, and the bond market rallied as well, though the bond market's been very strong over the last uh, month or two, particularly Treasuries. So I think this is a, a, a good position for equities um, and, and bonds to be in. Um,
1: we also are in the midst of earnings season at the moment, and it's kind of been a bit uh, a bit of a mixed bag in terms of beating expectations or missing. Um, some of the the companies that are more exposed to China and international markets uh, have have come with some misses, but but also we've had some some beats as well. So, what is kind of your overall view of earnings um, and uh, and kind of how that affects our outlook for twenty nineteen in the economy?
0: Yeah, well, generally the earnings are have been fine. I mean, there is this sort of. Ongoing strategy of companies signaling what the right earnings level and guidance is to put out on the street And then if those aren't quite right the whisper gets round that they're not you know They're a little bit high, or a little bit low usually if they're too low and they kind of get adjusted back in No one really wants a big a big earnings surprise to the upside or downside so what we've generally seen is uh, is You know we've had the caterpillars and the have talked about the slowdown in China. That's certainly Affected them more than people thought they would, but then there were good guidance and and numbers from Boeing, which surprisingly, um, given its China exposure, uh, IBM, Microsoft was off a little bit, Facebook was up a little bit. Uh, you know, there's some of the big bellwether stocks uh, after the banks reported had done slightly better. So I, I think we're in this pattern of look, this is the uh, this is the last of the tax benefits coming through to earnings. This is when the year-on-year earnings are really going to look really good from fourth quarter 2018 to 2018. When we've hit the first quarter now, it'll be compared to beginning of 2018, and those numbers are going to be more difficult to to beat. But generally, the yeah the, uh, the earnings have been quite good, and I think what people were worrying about was some very bearish, timid, fearful noises from CEOs, and we generally haven't seen that.
1: We also uh, should turn our attention to China. Um, you know, everyone is predicting um, a big downturn in growth for China, um, and you know, of course, the trade wars have been cited. But um, you know, it, if we get a deal um, with China in terms of trade, is that enough to save their economy? Is that enough to to hmm. um, to uh, you know, kind of mitigate the slowdown in growth for them in, in, in kind of their internal economy?
0: Probably not, but I mean, I think that the trade, a a trade deal of any sort, even if it's you know headlines only, will be good for the market because it will relieve some of the pressure on the imminent um, increase in tariffs. You know, the twenty-five percent across all products, which was meant to go into effect January, has now been postponed. uh, Had been postponed, I think, till the end of February, early March. So, yeah, I think it will help. But China still has some big problems on extension of private credit um in the private sector, the fact that so much of the so much of the sort of investment is being done by state-owned enterprises where their internal hurdle rates are not very high, um, confidence by the consumer and, and and obviously the Communist Party trying to pull off this very difficult trick of, Having a capitalist economy while still wanting to control so much parts of the overall economy, so I think those are are much uh, you know much much, much bigger problems. Um, and I think we just have to you know view China as as slowing down. I mean, it's you know, the last GDP numbers. I think were the there's still six percent, which sounds incredibly robust by Western standards, and it is, but it's just less than it was, and it's you know maybe not enough to keep that uh, you know billion people sort of, uh, you know, on that path towards sort of middle class success. So, you know, China is going to be, I think, a, a kind of a major overhang to the market for a while.
1: In this hyper-globalized world, there are countries a lot more dependent on China than us. Uh, for example, let's say Germany or some of the other European economies. Um, what will, if we do see um, a, um, a downturn in growth in China, what will that mean for those economies?
0: Well, it'll be inevitable slowing. We've already seen it in France and Germany and uh, and even Italy. Uh, Italy's gone into a technical recession, actually, uh, with the GDP down two quarters in a row. The German auto sector took a heck of a battering last year. Now, some of that was the trade talks, but also some of that was new EU emission regulations, which were not very very well communicated and kind of left uh, the the car industry a little bit, uh, you know, behind and and caught unawares. But you no, know, there'll be a s- a slowing down in China is going to be bad for some of the export sectors in those countries you mentioned, but also some of it its neighbors as well.
1: What do you see, um, or do you see a different? Because we saw we saw a, a kind of a big downturn. Um, Or deterioration in sentiment um, Mm -hmm. early this year. So, you know, outlook for profits, outlook for CapEx. You know, sentiment is often referred to as soft data. Do you see that deterioration in sentiment um, being backed up by the hard, the real data?
0: Uh, that's a really good question. Um, so far, it's somewhat limited. The hard data has been industrial production. So we know we can say, see that when that number comes from the Fed, so it wasn't affected by the shutdown. But that's that's been a little bit softer. And uh, actually, today, Thursday, we saw the Chicago PMI. Uh, now, why do we care about Chicago? Well, we care about Chicago because uh, Boeing is headquartered there. They moved their headquarters I know decade or so ago from Seattle. So it sh- if there's a slowdown in Boeing orders, uh, it's going to show up in the Chicago PMI, and it did. That number fell a lot. So uh, that's a, you know companies saying they're seeing orders uh, decline, not that they expect orders to decline. They're actually seeing it. So we we've seen that, and also in the hard data, we've seen as we've talked about for some months now the uh, the housing you know rollover and it kind of it, pick the words carefully here, because it's not a collapse, it's not a bear market, it's not negative growth, it's just that it's rolling over from its prior uh, peaks. And, and we've seen that in new construction, uh, pending mortgages, pending home sales, completed home sales, new home sales, total home sales. All those are sort of different parcels of the of, of the housing economy, and they've all kind of rolled over quite, uh, quite a bit. So really now we're just you know, looking at see what happens on the services side, retail sales, uh, you know, wages, uh, unemployment numbers will continue to be good. So, um, yeah. So yeah, I think uh, some of the harder numbers are, are are coming through. Although, you know, this is not necessarily going to be a, a complete rollover and weakness. I mean, in some ways we, what we're thinking about is we're used to we had big growth last year, close to three percent. This year it could be two percent. Uh, but that's not, you know, that's not enough to tip us into into recession. It's it, it's it's a weakening from the rate of growth that it was, and I think that's really the track we're on.
1: Great. Well, thank you very much, Christian. Thanks to you for listening. Please join us next week.
0: Thank you very much, everybody. And here's the disclosure. Please note the discussion of our investment investment strategy, including our research investment purpose, represents our investment investment strategy. This commentary subject change without notice. We cannot assure the type of investment discussed in this commentary will perform. Any investment strategy in the future, nor can we guarantee that such investments will present the best or an attractive risk-adjusted investment in the future. This is for general informational on purposes only. References to an individual security should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell a security. The securities mentioned in this commentary are only several successful and unsuccessful investments by us. Do not represent all the securities we have purchased uh, and sold or recommended. Although we deem reliable sources of statistical and other information referred to in this commentary, we cannot guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any statements or numerical data. Past performance is no indication of future results.